So there are three essential business skills you need to master in order to hit at least a million dollars in business and then beyond. So let's have a look at what they are. Welcome to The Healthpreneur Show. My name is Uriel Kim. If you're a health practitioner or coach looking to build a successful virtual health practice that allows you to help more people, make a lot more money, and enjoy a greater quality of life in the process, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. Let's dive in. Hey, what's going on? Uriel Kim here, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. We help health practitioners and coaches get clients and scale their businesses online. And I've been very fortunate to have not only built a uh, multiple seven-figure business a few times, but I've also helped many, many clients do that as well. And you know, when you when you see that happen over and over again, you start to notice patterns and trends. And as I've mentioned in a few of my other videos, skills pay the bills. And if you want to hit whatever level you want to hit in business, million dollars, $10 million, $50 million, all it is is up-leveling skills. So in this video, I'm going to walk you through the three most important levels of skills you need to build in order to hit a million dollars. And if you're not at a million dollars, then it's really simple. You haven't mastered these skills. That's all it is. And Skills, like any kind of sporting skills, are learnable. And you don't have to be kinesthetically gifted to do the stuff well. You just have to have a a good desire to want to do it. So number one skill you have to master, the most important thing to really get off the ground and running is sales and marketing. That Now, that's a category of skills. Underneath that, we have like phone sales, one-to-many communication, we have copywriting, there's a lot of sub skills in there, but I just want to kind of keep it broad enough so that you can understand this. You have to, have to, have to master sales and marketing. You cannot delegate the most important part of your business, which is sales and marketing. You might say, Yuri, well, no, it's not. Uh, getting my clients' results is the most important part. That is true. That is absolutely true. But if you don't have any clients, it doesn't matter. So sales and marketing is what's going to bring the clients in. And then your product should be good enough. It doesn't have to be perfect. It never will. It should be good enough to get them results. The, the further on in business you go. So what happens is initially what should happen is you create a minimum viable product. You have a coaching program that is good enough or maybe it starts off as one-on-one. God forbid, but it evolves over time, right? The focus initially doesn't need to be on obsessing over making the most amazing program because you don't have enough critical mass to even go through it yet. What has to happen initially is you put a lot of energy into learning, mastering sales and marketing and the elements of it so that you know how to attract people in, you know how to convert them on the phone, etc. Then you have a product or a program that is going to be good enough to get them results. I'm not saying sell garbage. That's not going to happen. You you're, you're care about helping people it's good enough. So you have them go through a coaching program that, uh, or if you're selling a product to product, that should be good enough to get them results. Now at scale, and I'll I'll just talk about this real quick, beyond a million dollars, your time and energy is going to focus. It's going to shift because you'll probably have other people on your team that handle a lot of the sales and marketing. And you will then shift back most likely, not all time, but depending on your role in the company or what you love doing, is obsessing about the product, is obsessing about client experience. And so the shift goes from heavy amount of sales and marketing, you learning and understanding initially, 
to beyond a million dollars where it becomes a lot less of your time and energy to obsessing about client experience, the delivery, the results. And now you make a program or a, a service or a product that is so good that word of mouth and referrals start to be the most, like one of the more important aspects of your business. Now, if you're watching this and you're saying, well, you're, I already get word of mouth. Let's not confuse word of mouth that comes from not knowing how to market and you just, you just happen to get word of mouth versus people referring people to you because you have an orchestrated system and they are willing to do that because your thing is so good, okay? That doesn't happen initially. If you're getting word of mouth and you have a trickle of clients, you don't have the sales and marketing piece dialed in. Sales and marketing, what I, what I mean by that is, let's say you never got word of mouth. Do you know how to get clients? Do you know how to bring money in? If the answer is no, you don't have the sales and marketing piece dialed in. So sales and marketing is the most important aspect of your business absolutely all the time, all the time. And that's what's saying that the delivery component needs to be good. It needs to be great, okay? But a great product is not enough because the best product doesn't win, the best known product does. McDonald's is a great example of that, right? It's not the best burgers, but everyone knows it and they're doing okay. So you need to be known, people need to find you. Um, I got a thing in my eye and yeah, so that's the number one skill out of the gates. So zero to at least, the only thing you should be focused on, to, uh, like honestly, at least I'd say a half a million dollars in revenue is sales and marketing. Then you're gonna hit a point. So you have, let's think of this as a, as a triangle. Um, so base of the pyramid or the triangle of sales and marketing. Then you're gonna hit about half a million. And again, this is, you know, give or take, you know, whatever. Depends on the business model, depends on the complexity of the business. Um, but around half a million dollars, you're going to start to recognize that, okay, that we have, um, some moving parts that might be taking more of your time. If you've done everything yourself up until now, you might have a VA or an assistant by this point, which you probably should, to be honest, by the time you're doing about 200 K, you should probably have at least, so 200 K per year, right? You should have at least one assistant, some like a VA, the minimum to just take stuff off your plate. By this point, half a million in revenue, you might have one, two, three people on your team. And now the big skill to develop is operational know-how. So this is about the creation of systems and processes to now automate a lot more of your business. I'm not saying automate as in like you step away and never do anything. Um, I really mean stepping back in everything that's happening in the business and saying, how do I do this? How does this process get done? Like this video, okay? What is the process for me to shoot the video and have it uploaded onto YouTube? And then how do we take this from YouTube and put it into a podcast? That's a process. That's a repeatable process. It's something that happens over and over again. We have a step-by-step -step document. These are known as uh, SOPs or standard operating procedures of how this, how this works. Step one is this, step two is this, step three is this, step four. Okay, cool. Once it's up here, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens. And that's really important because if your business relies on any one individual for producing results, you're at the mercy of that individual. Your business needs to be built on systems or processes more than people. Now I know that sounds kind of weird because people are the most important asset in your business. But processes are massively important because if you fire someone or, or someone leaves and 
you don't have stuff built out, that's going to be an issue. We actually had this happen recently with someone we let go, you know, um, and it was just, it was my bad. I, I take full responsibility for it. You know, this individual was setting up accounts under uh, their uh, non-healthpreneur related emails. And then when they left, we couldn't even get access to stuff. And it was a shit show. And it was a combination of maybe lacking a few systems or processes as well as this individual not adhering to them. Um, so lesson learned, right? So operational efficiency and systems is going to be the second skill to really develop the business operations so that the business can now work more efficiently. As your business, because if you're doing too much in the business, like half a million dollars is the point at which a lot of entrepreneurs start to like really feel the burnout. They're like, man, this is, this is a lot of work. Like this, there's a lot of stuff on my plate. And it's a place where, you know, you can break through and easily hit a million from that point, or you can just be like, man, like, I don't know what to do now. So after that, so we have the operational piece, which is the second skill set you need to really build. The next level, which is going to be the next level from here, really up until about 50 million, if not, if not higher is going to be leadership. Now, leadership in and of itself has multiple subcategories, right? Leading yourself, right? Your own habits, your own practices, stuff like that. Leading a team, having difficult conversations, hiring people that are better than you, building out a leadership team, compensation plans, all that kind of stuff. So leadership, again, like with sales and marketing, has many, many, many little sub skills and layers there. But as a whole, you as the leader will literally dictate the growth of your business, right? If you look at a great example of this, um, and I cannot even remember his name, which is pretty bad. Former CEO of Ford, he was brought in from Boeing when Ford was going through the restructuring slash when all the other you know Chrysler's and GMs were asking for bailouts. Uh, this CEO comes in at Ford and just restructures the whole company. And they were the only of the... Uh, car companies that didn't request a bail, didn't need a bailout, and they completely turned Ford around into one of the best car companies on the planet. And that was 100% because of his leadership. Now, a lot of stuff happened under him, but it was him at the helm who, because of his leadership and his willingness to make tough decisions and do certain things that were, you know, contrarian or, or, or a little bit different than what they'd done before, they were able to, to just see incredible results. That's leadership. So leadership is, you know, uh, there's definitions all over the place. But one of the ways of thinking about leadership is doing the right things. Management is managing those things. So another way to think about it is, um, is understanding how to make decisions is, are we doing the right thing? Are we wasting money on stupid things? There's two things that I've done this year that I probably, in retrospect, were not the best decisions, to be honest with you. One was developing an app, um, and one was sending our Strong 60 book into space. Actually, both of these projects were related to the Strong 60, and the Strong 60 is an amazing book. It's an amazing program, and to be honest, I probably jumped the gun on this stuff, and you know, we invested quite a bit of money into these two endeavors, and it's like... Was it worth it? 
I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a little bit early to tell, but would I do it again? Probably not. Uh, because there's better things we can do with our money and I'm not too sure if they were really the best decisions to make. That's a leadership issue, right? So that is an example of how poor leadership or poor decision-making can lead you to wasting a lot of money and just kind of focusing on the wrong things. Now, I'm not saying that we're not gonna be able to uh, make the most of those decisions, but even at this point in time, looking back, it's like, yeah, I'm not too sure if that was the best decision at the time. Anyways, it's all good. So the three skills we need to develop to build a business to a million dollars, sales and marketing, operational efficiency and systems, and then leadership, right? Leadership is really important because it's gonna be about you leading other people. Leadership is achieving outcomes through others' efforts and really coming together as a team and building a great culture and building a place where people do meaningful work and contribute to this you know, just amazing mission that you're on. And your ability to grow is gonna be dependent upon your ability to build leaders in your business. So the companies that grow the fastest are able to grow uh, hire amazing people, grow great leaders, and that's a really important skill. And listen, like we all have to go through the learning. So we have to read, we have to learn from others, we have to get coaching, we have to get mentorship to become better leaders because we're not, we're not born running 10, $50 million companies. Like that's not, that's not like a genetic predisposition. That's something you learn. And the longer you've been in business, the easier it gets. But you can accelerate that process by hiring or working with people who've been there and done that. Okay, so those are the three skills to help you get to a million. You can't skip them. I mean, you can't skip sales and marketing. You can't skip, you can't skip the systems and operations. Uh, it's not to say that you're gonna do all of these yourself forever because your goal is to continually elevate and delegate. It's essentially to fire yourself from stuff you were doing previously. Like I don't do much of my business at all. And I love it because I get to do stuff like this. This is the only stuff that I really need to do is, is me communicating, teaching stuff like this. Everything else in my business, I don't do anything. Like, I mean, I, like ads, emails, uh, sales calls, co even coaching our clients, most of that stuff I don't even do. But initially I did all of it. And then I built the team and the systems around me to be able to do that at an even better level. So that takes time and there's processes involved in that, okay? So along those lines, if you've enjoyed this video, subscribe to the channel, right? Click the button, subscribe. We've got tons of other videos to help you grow a great business online. And speaking of team, what I'd recommend you watch next is how to build a winning team. Uh, I'll include the link for that below this video. Click on that, watch it, how to build a winning team. I think it'll really, really open your eyes with, with respect to hiring. It's gonna show you who to hire and when and specific to like a coaching business. So if you're a health coach or practitioner building coaching into your business, it'll be awesome for you. Um, and even if you're not, it's still super valuable to see some of the, uh, the understanding of, of that process and how to build a great culture where people will literally go to battle for you every single day. Uh, so that's what I recommend next. I'll include the link for that below. Thank you for watching and I'll see you next video. Ciao. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Healthpreneur Show podcast. And while you're there, I'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating or review if you feel it merited that. At the same time, if you'd like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on Instagram. You can find me. I am at healthpreneur. And be sure to tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search healthpreneur and you'll find all of our great videos there as well. 
That's all for today. I appreciate your time and your attention. Keep doing the meaningful work that you are doing, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.